Hello everyone and welcome to this amazing podcast. Welcome back. Uh, I am one of your hosts, Kieran. Uh, long time no speak. And I'm joined, as always, by my co-host, Lissa. How you doing, Liz? I'm pretty good. How you doing? You guys can't see, but Kieran is currently wearing a travel neck pillow. And it's very distracting. <laughs> very cosy. You look very... Well, to be fair, I'm and wearing it, a blanket. Yeah, it affects the acoustics. It means it all comes... I don't know, I'm just making it up. I'm cosy. This is a great travel pillow. To be fair, this is quite a quick, cosy way to record the podcast. So, films. Films and stuff. We have actually seen some <clears throat> films. Yeah, we've seen several films. Uh... I don't know, I think the last podcast we recorded was Beauty and the Beast. So that was March. So in the intervening four <laughs> months, things have happened. Well, we've been busy. We've been out and about, doing stuff, living our lives. Yeah. You know, seeing Beauty and the Beast. Breaking arms, two going to America. Kieran broke his arm, but that was after we went to America, so that worked out quite well. And we went and met the real Belle. Yes. Which was pretty sweet. Yes. Um, I did not cry that much. Yeah, so I uh, can't really remember what films came out since Beauty and the Beast. We definitely went... Oh, we saw Guardians. We should have recorded about Guardians. Guardians 2 quick, was... Quick review. Summary. was pretty good. I mean, uh, expectations were so absurdly high that I don't think it ever could have had the same impact of Gu- as Guardians 1. It was good. Which is a genuine... It wasn't like, as good as Guardians 1. Guardians 1 was a game changer. Guardians 2, I'm glad to have be back with those characters. I kind of wish it was a miniseries so we could hang out with them more. But I liked it. Not bad. Not bad. Yeah, it was good. I'm excited to see how the I'm Guardians not, I wasn't were. mad at it. No, yeah. I think that's fair. It very easily could have been a crushing disappointment. It had a lot of things it needed to work in. Uh, and a lot of things that it needed to do to expand the My, cosmic section of the Marvel Universe. The only thing is, there wasn't much Star-Lord in it. Which was kind of odd. Like, I felt like there wasn't much... With the expanded roster of Guardians, especially people like Yondu, who the film took a lot of time to focus on. And I had a lot of time with Drax and... Uh, oh, what's Mantis. her name? Mantis. She was good. I really mm. like Mantis. Mm. Actually, I like, I like all of them. They're all good characters, so can't wait for yeah. the next one. They definitely cut down on the Gamora screen time. They just don't know what to do with her, man. She's I just... Like... I mean, once you've introduced her, just like, so this is a badass woman. She's badass. No, you get an interesting kind of... badass woman. Look at Buffy. Yeah, I was going to say, in terms of the the dynamic of the group, she's introduced in a sort of, she's the matriarch, she's super badass, then she's what do you do? She's not the matriarch. She's not maternal in any way. Like, any way. She's very much in charge. She she tells Peter to be careful and, like, and bosses him around in a very protective way, if you ask me. So I just think that they don't know how to do the character. This meant to be a quick review. We liked the movie. Mm. A summary, we liked the movie. Karen Gillan was not good in it. And sweet segue, (laughs) we got some new trailers come out this week. There was a lot of films we had to review, but that segue was too good. We'll bounce back. We didn't see anything else. What else did we see? Wonder Woman... Um, oh snap! Yeah, okay, fine. No, 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 no! No, you no, no, too no, no, no! Wonder Woman's important. I like Wonder Woman because I forget that we ever saw it because we accidentally saw it when we were in America because our flight got delayed twenty four hours, so we just went to the movies. There is something. Uh, maybe it's like just an East Coast thing or a Florida slash Queens thing, but there is something I love about going to the cinema in America where people 
do just yell stuff. No, but people love mind. movies. And you know, this, the sweetest thing, it was so cute. That's the kid I'm referring to. There was a little kid, well, he was probably way too young to be seeing this movie. He was like seven, it's a it's a certificate. For us, it's a 12A. I don't know what it was, it was I don't know what it was in America, but for t- us, it's a 12A. I'd probably say there are some scary bits in it. So oh. probably 27 might be a bit young. Anyway, the bit where Wonder Woman first comes out in her Wonder Woman get-up, and this little kid, just at the top of his lungs, just shouts out, She's a Wonder Woman! <laughs> and it was the most adorable thing to see as little kid's excitement at Wonder Woman. And you're just, you're not going to get that in the UK. No, I I'm mean, not... uh, with the Jurassic World, I saw that in Queens, and as soon as the Indominus Rex came out, I'm like, an enormous foot crushed someone. Someone yelled, damn, he's big! <laughs> it's, just, it's just great. But yeah, we really liked Wonder Woman. I'm super pleased because I was so not excited for this movie. I wasn't... The only reason I wanted to go and see it is just because I heard so many people say it was good and it was a relief to see that it was. Like, it wasn't, like, the best comic book movie that's ever been made, but it's thoroughly enjoyable. I really liked the kind of crew they got together for it. I thought she was a very convincing character. Um, very convincingly did the fish-out-of-water thing without it becoming twee. Um, the opening section when they're on the Amazon's um, island and there is mascara and there's a fight sequence that fight sequence is awesome and it makes me excited for Justice League because in the trailer they're showing clips of them fighting and I want to see more of those women fighting because I just thought that it was a really really well done action piece and it was lovely again to see women fighting and their costumes were appropriate it never felt like they were wearing short skirts because look at their legs it was mm. like this is what's practical for them to be fighting in yeah um so well done i'm really pleased i'm really pleased that a, a mm. film that's fronted by a woman directed by a woman is doing so at the box office more pleased. yes i'm pleased i'm disappointed that it's taken this long to get one yeah but now it's been so much, like all i had to do was make a butt ton of money i think it's made the most out of all dc movies now and if nothing else, the critics have been pleased with it. So I feel like DC has earned a, like one, maybe two more clunkers before I give up again. No, it's, it's given. I was going to give up now. I wasn't going to see Wonder Woman. It's only because I heard it was good. I went to go see it. It's now given me. I will go and see Justice League. If Justice League is bad, I'm out again. I feel like if if Justice League is reviewed terribly. I might be able to skip it. Gal Gadot, Gal Gadot deserves better. She's so good as like she is so good as Wonder Woman. She was one of the best things about BBS Dodge. She really was. Everyone fell in love with her from the moment she turned up on she screen. She was great, and she was even better in this movie. Like she really, really just gets that character. Well, yeah, and I, I'm excited. I'm sure they're working on a Wonder Woman sequel, and I am excited to see how the character develops over her exceptionally long life. Yeah, so Gal Gadot is a woman. Mm. Karen Gillan is a woman. Jumanji trailer! <laughs> Instant segue! So smooth! That segue was the worst segue. We had such a good segue. I know, but then we had to talk about. Anyway, so Jumanji trailer has come out. What do you think? I'm. I'm depressed that there's another reboot. I remember quite liking the Jumanji movie and shows when I was a kid. I love, I don't remember the shows, I remember the movie as a kid mm. and loving the movie because it was such a cool concept. And I'm just an, sorry, I'm just annoyed that there's Reboot and The Rock is in it. 
And Kevin Hart. And Kevin Hart is in it. And Jack Black. And Jack Black and a famous um, and a famous actress from Doctor Who and Guardians and a lot of nerdy things. Karen Gillan. Like Karen Gillan. So the, the the crux of the trailer is is there's four high school kids who are seriously in high school stereotypes. Uh, and then they get sucked into a video game of Jumanji because board games aren't cool anymore. Why is it a video game? Board games are back. I just don't get it. Like, Why is it a video game? Now is the game? time for it to like, be a board game. It looks... No, like it's, it's, it's like slapping it in the face. Like it's slapping Jumanji in the face. I'm so like... Like I didn't hate Ghostbusters, the new version. I didn't hate it. But I think that should have been a big enough sign for people to say, you know what, no, some franchises don't need rebooting. Jumanji is one of those. It does not need rebooting. It is a fun, fluff film from the 90s with Robin Williams being really awesome in it. It doesn't need redoing. And it just looks so painful. And the whole thing with, like, old Jack Black's, the kind of the, the popular girl at school, yeah. that's going to get so old so fast. And, like, Kevin Hart's doing his Kevin Hart thing. <laughs> oh and, like, God. the guy who's, like, who's... Because they all meant to be like, the av- like, all the famous people, the avatars within the game... And all, all the kids. the stereotypical children. So it's just an excuse for famous actors to pretend to be high school but stereotypes. Kevin Hart is just being Kevin Hart. And I don't know how the guy who's... Like, the the kid who goes into Kevin Hart's body, he's going to have to act like Kevin Hart in all the rest of his scenes. Like he's got to be exactly Kevin Hart for that to match up. I don't that is think weird. that kid can be like, screechy enough. I find, no one... I find The Rock very funny, but he needs to s- stop. He needs to stop. And I just don't want this movie to exist. I'm like... Karen Gillan's running around in a crop top and shorts, and yes, they refer to it. Just because you refer to it doesn't make it okay. She is the one woman out of the four. The one woman. And they're like, oh, yeah, isn't it bad? She's in a crop top and shorts. You put her in them! Alright, so... I don't want to do this movie. This... Here's the defence of the movie. No, no. The Rock and Kevin Hart... As a pair, they're very funny together. They were very funny. Put them in and someone else. They, I can't remember what it do was called. Do central intelligence. Central too. intelligence, right? Do, do that again. I don't mind. Do that again. Jack Black. Don't do Jumanji. Jack Black was very funny in Kieran, uh, Tropic Thunder, Kieran, being a guy. Whatever in your point is, I do not care. I do not care what your point is. I I'm do saying, not want this movie. Do not defend this movie. I do not want this movie. I'm not. Kieran, I'm, I'm, not gonna go, I'm not going to go Kieran, see stop. this movie. I do not. But I'm saying these people have chops, and it could be. It could be a 21 Jump Street. No, it's not going to be, because it's Jumanji. I agree with you, but I'm just saying the potential's there, and it could no, be a breakout no, here. No, no, you, You're one of those ex- like, movie execs in that boardroom. This is what got this film made. This was the lies you had to spew to make this movie get made. I am so angry that A, this exists, and B, it exists. I'm <laughs> so, so annoyed. I do not want, I want everyone to boycott this movie. Like, these people, <laughs> apart from Karen Gillan, I want to have a good career, but the rest of them do not need the money. They are rich people, and you're making them richer by them spewing this garbage. We are not seeing Jumanji. I'm just thinking, you know, if they just take a dartboard of old, and at this point, quote-unquote, well-loved, because I don't think Jumanji is that well-loved. Jumanji is so well-loved. I love Jumanji. I mean, it was very good, and it was a great It's movie. a classic. If you say Jumanji, everyone knows what it is. And it's a really fun concept because it's supposed to be the like the elements of the board game coming into the real world and the whole idea of Robin Williams have been trapped in that game for so many years. That's all really, really oh, cool. Oh, jeez, I forgot it was Robin Williams. Oh, yeah, that's just like, yeah, that's just pooping like, on Robin Williams. Yeah, can they just stop? Because they're doing it with Aladdin and like Will Smith might be the genie and I just they need to stop. Stop 
going for old Robert Williams movies. They are perfect. Leave them alone. Segway into an interesting piece of news. So, on the massive collection of Disney remakes, Aladdin is one of them, and it's uh, rolling through pre-production now, I... and rumours is that Will Smith will play the genie. It's going to be directed by Guy Ritchie. Guy, no. Guy Ritchie? I'm going to I'm deep, but I'm almost positive that it's Guy Ritchie. so disappointing. But that's the sound of my so dreams. So, what has Guy Ritchie done recently? Guy... King Arthur. King Arthur, <laughs> the hole in the box office. He who can pull this movie from box office despair <laughs> she'll be king of England. Like, don't get me wrong, he did a decent job with the um, Sherlock Holmes movies. Those aren't bad. I mean, they're... Yeah, look, it says cast, and it's only Will Smith, <laughs> and it says Genie, and the director is Guy Ritchie. I am See, so mad. Here's it the only leak. thing that's good... What? Okay, admittedly, these films do not need to be remade, but here's the only thing that's good about Will Smith playing the Genie. There's no way in hell Will Smith can do what Robin Williams did. He has to be a different performance. It's like um, they, they, putting Heath Ledger as the Joker after Jack Nicholson. It, it's not going to be the same, so there's room for it to be no, something interesting I, I and different. I have no objection to, to a different genie because they've got um, the Aladdin stage show in London. The genie who they've got at the moment, he is fantastic. He's absolutely hilarious. Commands the audience. He's the best thing in it, if I'm going to be honest. He's really, really great. And it's because he doesn't try to do Robin Williams for one second. He is his own genie. He's very, very funny. Still got all the kind of cultural references in it, like pop humour. Um, so, like, I'm not against it, but I'm really against <coughs> it. Like, Guy Ritchie, like, I don't think it's going to be a musical, which I think is like... That's egregious. Why would it not be a musical? Considering, I'm fairly sure a whole new world would like won an Oscar for best song. It is. I mean, look, a whole new world was such an amazing song. It was covered by Peter Andre and Katie Price. Never forget. No, but a whole new like it is beautiful, and it's Alan Menken again. He did a really good job with the Beauty the Beast. Well, I know everyone. And I think Beauty and the Beast made more money than Cinderella. Beauty and the Beast made so much money. It like, made so it made, much money. There's it, no reason not to make oh, these. But they're gonna do all of them. The only the only one that mm. I would be okay with out of all the princess ones, and they are doing this, Mulan. I think that that works really really well as because they can do something different than they didn't do that they haven't done in the cartoon. A lot more battle sequences, a lot more fight sequences, and it's a really interesting story. And the music isn't as integral to Mulan, I would no. argue, in I the way think... that with Aladdin it is, and with... They're doing The Little Mermaid as well. They're doing The Little Mermaid. But That's it's Emma Stone. Really disappointing. And, like, Ariel's 16, and, like, it's not okay. <laughs> and, like, like, I love The Little Mermaid for what it is, but it is not a movie that needs to come out in, like, 27... Well, it's not coming out in 2017, but in... the sensibilities have changed, and it's a story about a 16-year-old girl... Who gives up her voice because she sees a guy and thinks he's cute. If they change the story elements... <laughs> they have, it's not the story elements, they have to change the, the plot. plot. <laughs> well, you never know. The plot could be altered. I just, I, and they could add some lines to make it less like, weird. Disney properties are so iconic as musicals. For me, they pulled it off with Beauty and the Beast. Not everyone liked Beauty and the Beast. I know that I'm not in the majority. Critically here. not well reviewed. It was... Average. It was very average reviewed. And I even as really... somebody who quite liked it, uh, Emma Watson did not sing no, she very can't well. Sing. Um, and we've seen Emma Stone and and she can't sing. Well, she can't, it's like she can't sing, she, she isn't the strongest singer. Um, and I think in musicals, you should have strong singers. 
strong segue into another oh, trailer. God, she's so good at segues. So, a new trailer came out, and it's called The Greatest Showman on Earth. Or some something to do with shows. The and Greatest Showman, The Show on Earth. Great, Hugh Jackman. Greatest Showman, Greatest Showman. It's coming out at Christmas. Hugh Jackman, uh, other famous people, a, an original musical. An original musical, Hugh Jackman can, can sing. Hugh he Jackman is a, is a singer. fantastic singer. He is a great singer. And Zac Efron is a good singer, and he's in it. I think Michelle Williams has sung in something before. She is a good singer, because I've, I've definitely heard her sing, and she, she can hold a tune. And Zendaya, she is of um, Disney Channel origin, Anyone so that makes me think that Channel. she can sing, because they, they have to be able to sing and dance and act. So I reckon she can sing. And it looks so wonderfully cheesy. I am I am all about this. Like I, I have a serious issue with this trailer. And it's not just this trailer. I think it's all trailers. Right. So they do... They set it up. Um, Hugh Jackman is making a circus. Or so, Yeah, yeah. He, mm. he, he loses his job and, he, and he's making a and circus. And he's making a circus. Because he has the money for that. So they have the shot where he's just finished doing some sort of inspiring speech. And he says, oh, it's showtime. And he walks through mm. the curtains. They immediately cut to a crowd doing riotous applause. And I hate the fact that... You know it's going to be a success. I know it's going to be a success. I knew in my heart, my secret heart knew, that in the Christmas musical, it wasn't going to be a flop. But I still need the trailer to tease me. No, I don't. The like, trailers you... should not be telling you the ending of the film. No, I agree. Like, I agree. I have a problem with the Spider-Man trailers because I feel like I know everything in it. Also starring Zendaya. Smooth segue. Oh, smooth. I am so... Oh, I'm a fire today. I, I do agree with you, but for this one, I don't really mind because it's it's a Hugh Jackman musical coming out at Christmas. It's about circus. What do you think is going to happen? Musical people are there for the singing and the dancing. I don't think anyone's really going to be going there for the ex. The I'm there story to line. watch Hugh Jackman sing and dance, and I, I really want, him to want to win a his Oscar. Few Wolverine fans to be fooled into going to see this movie. Oh my god! You know I want so. Actually, that's hilarious. That in the same year, Logan comes out. He's doing a musical. That's why Hugh Jackman is man such a talented man. Range. You know what? I want him to be amazing in this movie too. I want it to be Oscar season. He gets nominated twice for Logan and for this. And well, I want an him to. And I, I want there. him to win both because I just feel like Hugh Jackman got. It, it was so sad because like if he was ever going to win an Oscar it was going to be for Les Mis and he didn't win for Les Mis because I think it might have been a Daniel Day-Lewis year and it was so sad because he really deserved an Oscar for that performance even though the movie wasn't good he was really well, good as Jean I have Jean. good news for you Daniel Day-Lewis is retiring oh, good news he's a good actor I don't, I don't dislike Daniel Day-Lewis it's just like you know, like, man, you really got yours. Can mm. we just get this one of you? Like, he really deserved He worked really hard on this movie. One thing I am happy about with Daniel Day-Lewis retiring is one less person to have um, method acting crazy stories. We still got Jared Leto. We still have Jared Leto. <laughs> I mean, it's an issue. But I'm really bored of this person is so method they did a thing for six months. Yeah, like, I hate did, that story. Last of the Mohicans, I think he lived like a Native American for a very long time. People were living under boats covered in mud, surviving only on, like, snails, and it's frustrating. Is that movie whitewashing? His character is supposed to be... I think his mother was Native American, his father was American. Or English, I can't remember. But he is 
It was a different time. Sensibilities were different. 16-year-olds were giving up their voice you know just what? to... Uh, My mum loves Last of the Mohicans, and I've watched it several times for her, and I just cannot get into that movie. I've never seen it, so I believe you. I've tried, but okay. the music's good. I have one question for you mm. before we go into our reviews. Yes. Um, Oscar season is six or seven months away, so the film's coming out now are not being made for Oscar consideration. Yes. Is there any films you've seen so far that you think, at least in one category, it might bleed into the Oscars in the same way that Mad Max released Logan. Summertime, you know? Logan. I think Logan um, performances by all three characters deserve some kind of recognition because um, Hugh Jackman, Patrick Stewart, and I, I, I can't remember the actress's name who played Laura... Laura. I can't remember. Um, uh, wasn't it? Uh, Tell me again with D? I can't remember what oh, the yes. name is, but they all were phenomenal, and if they don't get some kind of recognition, I'll be very, very disappointed. Okay, pick one of the three to get that nomination. Hugh Jackman. Hugh Jackman is best, yeah, like, nominated for best lead actor. Yeah, Because that's going to be an exceedingly competitive category. For me, it was, he's played this character so many times. 17 years. And he was just, like, spellbinding in it. He was so good. It was such a fitting... And what a fitting way to say kind of goodbye to that character. Because he's not... Presumably not going to be playing him again. Oh, I um, think we'll see a cameo. And Deadpool. Um, but... Yeah, I just feel like it's... I, I, I'm a huge Hugh Jackman fan. I love him. I love him in everything. Like, I have Australia on DVD. That's not a good movie. It's not a good movie. But That's God, a real Jackman damn, fan. Damn, if he's not charming in that movie. He's so charming in that movie. So... It's so, oh, that is such a Baz Luhrmann film. Like, it's just Baz Luhrmanning all over the place. All right, then. So I think my answer to the question is going to be... I think Baby Driver might get a cinematography nod. Because oh, I think I it... The sh- sneaky segue. segue! Okay, let's talk about Baby Driver. So Baby Driver, the it's um, Edgar Wright's latest film. Mm-hmm. Um, the plot synopsis is that there is Baby, who is a getaway driver for massive amounts of, like, high-stakes, high-cash, bank robberies, etc. And Baby is, um, sort of under duress, the driver for these, um, heists, and he is the greatest, uh, getaway driver of all time. And is just amazing at his job. Alright, what did you think of the film? I adored it. I thought it was great. Um, one of the kind of plot... Contrivance is the wrong word, but like one of the themes in the plot is that um, Baby suffers from tinnitus. So he has headphones in pretty much the entire time um, because the music tones down the effects of the tinnitus. And it's amazing because you whatever music Baby is listening to, you hear... So if he wants to pause something, if he wants to rewind something, you hear that. And, and when his headphones get pulled out or it if he goes loses quieter, headphones. It's... And if he's got the headphones out entirely, entirely, you start hearing the ringing of the tinnitus, which is such a cool effect. And like it doesn't sound like when you when I first heard that before I went in, I was like, oh, that's kind of cool. When you actually watch it, when you realise the choreography that had to go in to every single scene they do because of the music constantly playing. I mean, there are pauses in the music, but like every 
because obviously it being a him being a getaway driver, there's a lot of car chases. Every car chase is done in time with music. It's Every, edited perfectly clipped to the music every because obviously because it's got criminals there are fight scenes every action scene is done in time with music and there are scenes where baby's just listen, he's just enjoying the music so he's, he's just mouthing along or he's dancing and it's just absolutely phenomenal like I don't know how they made this it's so cool without being obnoxious because yes I think as a premise it really sounds obnoxious it, that it, there's it literally a character be, listening to headphones, but... It's very earnest. By a third of the way through the movie, I was feeling frustrated when the music stops and when the sort of when the tinnitus kicks in or when Baby's caught in a conversation and he can't be in his own world listening to his music. And I, I, I only realise now, just thinking about it, how brilliant that was that you get pulled in to his way, way of seeing the world, which yeah, is without his music, do. he's incomplete. I thought Ansel Elgort was just fantastic as Baby. Yes, really, is. really fantastic. Because he doesn't speak low... Like, it's not like he... One of the, he doesn't really speak much when he's around criminals because it's uncomfortable. And he conveys so much. And like when we came out of the cinema... Yes, because we saw it last night. Um, one of the things that really struck me... Because we're going to go borderline spoilers. So if you don't want to hear anything else about Baby Driver... Just know it's good. We like it's it. Good. Go Please see go it. Please go see it. Because this movie needs to be... Like, I want people to go see it because it deserves to do well. Um, one of the things I really loved about it is so much is... It's like... It's show, don't tell. So you constantly see that Baby is not comfortable with the fact that he's working with criminals and that innocent people are getting hurt. And this is all done... Through his actions, he doesn't say at any point that he objects, that he is uncomfortable, he doesn't have like a big speech given to anyone saying, I don't like this way of my life. He just he just shows it through what he his actions, what he does when he looks away. And it's so great to see that. Like nothing is spelled out for you in this movie. It's just it's and it's a character piece, you get to know every single character really well in this film. Yeah, yeah, they really, they really, considering the way that the characters are kind of framed by the film and how they're brought into the plot, they do an exceptionally good job of introducing you to all the characters before the big caper, because there's always a big caper at the end. Um, If I were to say there were any flaws with this movie, I would say that the very last sort of 10 or 20% does slip into sort of madcap Edgar Wright violence where people spin off screen and and everything was a little bit hyper real. Yeah but I kind of liked it because I think they did a very good job of gradually ramping you up. Yes it's not something you realise while you're watching it but when I think back at it to the end the way that some characters meet their demise is a little bit extreme. Yeah but like it, it had a good like I think as well having the music kind of playing so often it did give it this slight kind of fantastical element all the way through, so it was always kind of like a hyper-reality. It wasn't ever grounded. At the very in... least, while Baby's in the car, yeah, everything's it's always... quite hyper-real. Yeah. I just thought everyone was really... I just I want to go see it again. I can't recommend it more highly. It's just so cool! And it, like, the th- I've had problems with Edgar Wright in the park. Not... That's going to sound like I've never liked him. I love Edgar Wright. Like, right back from, like, spaced up to, like, starting with Shaun of the Dead. Love, love what he does. The only film I haven't gelled with is Scott Pilgrim because I just found that to be very pleased with what it had made and that made me not like it. 
what I feel like Baby Driver does is that it's a very cool concept, but it never seems in any way pleased with what he's doing. It's never show, never showing off, even though everything he's doing is very impressive. I think that helps by having some very seasoned actors in there because you've got um, Kevin Spacey. Kevin Spacey. I don't even watch House of Cards, and every like twenty seconds, I was like. When's he going to turn to camera and start explaining things? Like, he he was great in it. Jamie Foxx was great in it. John Hamm was great in it. So having these very seasoned actors grounding the movie with very, quite menacing, like, performances. Yeah, yeah they're very, they very much are playing criminals. Jamie Foxx was a little bit much for me, I think. I, I Maybe because I've seen Jamie Foxx in enough things to know, like, he really was playing crazy hard. But John Hamm... Is really good. Sneaks up on you. He sneaks up on you as a character because he's just sort of background until right at the end. And I love. I like the woman playing Darling as well. I don't know what her name is. I can't remember who she is. Um, But she was very good. I thought Lily James was um, very. I thought the whole like love story element is really kind of cutely done. And yeah, it's the kind of thing like in the real world, no, they wouldn't be as attached to each other as they are in the movie. But you do kind of get swept up in it. Yes, there are a few things that I was just a bit like, these people barely know each other, their body language is way too over-familiar to me, but maybe that was just me. To be fair, I think as soon as the movie started, like the, first, the opening section is just, I don't want to spoil what it is, but it's one of my favourite openings to a, a movie, it's so good. But having that kind of setup, you kind of realise that this isn't going to be like... It's almost like a world of make-believe. Like, you, it, this isn't a film that is grounded in reality. The colours are super bright, the music's very loud. It's not something where everything's going to be very... It's not gritty. That's fair. It's not gritty. And maybe just by virtue of it being so, 2017, I'm too used to gritty. And so it's quite... It's, it's nice to see kind of couples, like, fall in love quick and everything is, like, life and death. Like, it's very... The, the emotions are extreme, but they're not melodramatic. That's true. You, even if you don't like the fact that they're so madly in love, you believe that they're weirdly madly in love. Yeah, I just thought it was really cool. And also the end, like the end caper from the... I don't want to spoil it because I want people to go and see it and really enjoy it. I know this is kind of a spoilers-ish section, but I still don't want to spoil it. No, it's it's too good to spoil. So from the... Because obviously like he does several heists. From his last heist until the end of the movie, it is breathless. But not in the way that it's just smashy-crashy action for no reason. There is so much tension with characters. Everything that... I think Edgar Wright was so clever with the way he did his actions because everything has an impact on the characters you are watching and you see their reactions. It's not just smashy-smashy Transformers. I was literally going to compare it to Transformers. Whereas in Transformers, action is happening for the sake of action and the plot is jammed in where there's space. In this, the plot, the character-driven plot is central and then they use the action to tell you that story. Yes, exactly. That is exactly like nail on the head. You feel the impact of everything that happens. Mm. And this sequence goes on for a really long... From that until the end, it is just non-stop... Tension, edge of your seat, thriller, I think fantastic. I burned at least a hundred calories from extra heart beating from the stress I was feeling watching this movie. I, I can't recommend it highly enough. I hope it's the runaway hit of the summer. 
Um, I'm slightly scared that where it sits between two big franchise movies, because Spider-Man's coming out in five days in the UK, yeah. it could be caught up and would just walk completely washed away I, by I those franchises. I think people might go and see it just because some people will have comic book fatigue. I think good word of mouth is going to do this film really, really well. I think as well it helps having come after the first Guardians movie where people like those kind of jukebox-style yes. films. Yeah, that's And the soundtrack for this is fantastic. I think a lot of people who grew up with that music, well, I think it's going to appeal to a lot of generations. That's true. And I... Um... I think don't drive to the cinema because no, we took the train and that you was will be idea. you'll be a dangerous driver on the way home after watching Baby Driver. But yeah, ten out of ten would recommend. Yes, um, we have to do the money. That's how we always review it. How much did you pay for Baby Driver? I think I hate the system because so like I can't. Re- I need to write down everything I pay for everything else. <laughs> it's just it's just a vague feeling. No, I really don't like this because like if I say I. Oh, pay £10 and I look at something else and I'm like, oh, I paid 12 for that. Do I like this more than that? Then I have to adjust my monies all the time. I'm feeling 11 50 I'm feeling like I don't like this rating system anymore. I need to get a better rating If you system. have a pick of cinemas, pick the one with the best sound system because sound is so integral to this movie. You know what we can do? This is going to be our new rating system. Cheap cinema, nice cinema. Because we basically, we have a choice of two cinemas that we go to. One is our cheap cinema because it does four pounds a ticket. Four pounds a ticket. It's amazing. Two fifty for popcorn. And then we have a branded cinema we go to, which has really comfy seats and the popcorn's nicer, um, which we sometimes treat ourselves to. On um, it's no longer Orange Wednesday. It's Meerkat Mere- it's it's movies. Meerkat movies. But um, see, now we went to the nice cinema with Meerkat movies. Would you have paid to go to pay a full seven pounds or eight pounds, whatever it is? At the nice cinema. Okay, I think with our new rating system, we're just going to ignore that. Ignore meerkat movies exists. Okay. Also, I really hope that like I know no one listens to this, but I really hope there's some like Americans listen to this and be like, "What on earth <laughs> is a meerkat, meerkat movie? movie?" It's a meerkat movie. You have bands, you go to Nando's, you have a meerkat movie. It's very simple Wednesday. We've actually done no that so many times. No explanation necessary. No, it's it's. This movie. is a fancy cinema movie, not just because it's excellent. But because the way it is shot and the way that the sound is um, produced warrants, necessitates an, a big theatre sitting in the middle two-thirds, like two-thirds up the back where the sound is edited to be the best. You know what? It's going to be a three-system rating. Cheap cinema, fancy cinema, IMAX. I'm not talking... I'm talking London <coughs> IMAX. Well, I'm... I'm gonna London IMAX it. I think you could Music, be if you could be pressed. Enough. You could be pressed to go see this at an IMAX cinema. I don't know if it's released on IMAX, but if it was, I'd go see it on an IMAX screen. I think that's with fine. IMAX sound. Definitely more worth your time than Transformers. Yeah. So this uh, summer has had a lot of movies that have not performed or haven't performed in their normal markets. The Mummy not performed well Tanked. in the US. There was a point where we were like, should we go see this movie so we can hate it? <laughs> And I don't want to give them my money, so we are not going to review it. Pirates of the Caribbean 5. S- same same thing. I don't want to give them my money, so we're not reviewing it. Transformers 5. Least big opening of any Transformers film, at least in the US. Apparently it's the worst one yeah. as well, and I'm not giving them my money. Like, whereas some things I didn't mind, like Gods of Egypt, I don't mind giving them my money because they probably needed it. I feel like films, bad films can get away with it 
if there's an appropriate amount of world building to keep you interested. Gods of Egypt, bad movie, CGI was terrible, everything was quite hammy, but it was an interesting thing to learn about with the strange concept of gods being eight foot. No, it wasn't interesting. It was just completely <coughs> bonkers. And I like bonkers movies. Like I like bad I like bad movies that are so bad they're good. I don't like movies that are made by committee, that are made to make money and are heartless. So, oh, someone put their phone on silent and he's been coughing all the way through. I have a cough, I'm very sorry. He's not sorry. Um, I feel like as, as moviegoers, we have the power. We put our money where our mouth is. We show our support for what movies we like. And I'm so pleased that this summer, People have put their money behind a, a, a film that has a female lead with a female director. I think that's awesome. If Baby Drive does well, I'd be super excited for that because it's an original movie. That's not a franchise. I do, I do feel like Hollywood executives are sort of in a mode where they're terrified of losing money so they want to try and trick people into watching their movies like Jumanji like Jumanji where they're I'm like if, so if we mad. put Kevin Hart in it we can trick enough people into watching it we can get our money back and if we're lucky it'll be a breakout hit in Korea and we'll make 300 million dollars oh I so actually mad. feel like that's a huge part of Hollywood filmmaking at the moment oh, is yeah, hoping it's a breakout hit in Asia well, the Asian market is really important and should not be disregarded at all in movie making I think it's something that's actually interesting we Bad news for you. The mummy made loads of money in Asia. <laughs> I know it made loads of money in Asia, but I feel that hopefully we might get some... I'd love to see more movies from the Asian market coming over here. I know recently they had... Was it The Handmaiden? Yep. And that did quite well. Um, I actually really wanted to see that, but no cinemas near us were showing it because we don't live in London. Um, but... I think it's good. I think we need, we need we need more crossover. It does make me sad because World of Warcraft was supported entirely by the Asian market, but I do believe there are, are, are plenty of really great Asian filmmakers out there that we just never hear. So if stuff is like from our side of the world is going over there, I'd love to see more of their stuff coming over here. There is one film from Bollywood, the name of which is I keep missing it because it's such uh, in English it's a strange name. But there, there is some bleed through from Bollywood. Uh, Bollywood and from movies Asia. have been getting increasingly popular in the UK. Like you frequently see Bollywood movies in the top ten now, which is really cool. And yeah, I think that's great. I think, especially having things like the studio, the studio Ghibli films coming over, people don't mind reading subtitles. No. Like people get over that. So, yeah, more and please. Like you said, these places have excellent filmmakers and they deserve to be seen by a wider audience and they deserve the extra money that you can get from releasing it over here in Europe. So, smooth segue into one of the most British films we've ever seen. Um, my Cousin Rachel. I knew there was another film that we'd seen. My Cousin Rachel. That's bad if you forgot. Um, um, my feel it's... It's an interesting-ish film that I feel would have been a much better three-part BBC drama that is held together, in my opinion, entirely by Rachel Weisz's performance. Yeah, she's fantastic in it. Rachel. Nothing I, else in that film, to me, is standout. I feel like we're going to have to go into like full spoilers here, so I can express my feelings about my cousin Rachel. Before it, I think it's okay. It's okay if you like, happen to see like, it. It's not bad. It's not bad. I feel like when it comes out on Netflix and you've like got it. like a glass of wine, you just want to watch something, yeah, like, it's fine. I'm not, I'm not mad at it. Anyway, spoilers. So the big premise is... 
the main character in it whose name I've forgotten. Uh, Philip. Philip. Because yeah. every time someone said Philip, I heard the Queen say, oh. Philip. Philip. <laughs> Philip. Okay, so Philip had a cousin who basically adopted him, was like a dad to him. He got sick, went to Italy, married the titular Rachel. Ambrose, the cousin, then goes crazy, messages um, Philip saying she Sends is... letters to It's not a WhatsApp. It's okay, no, Victorian yeah, 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 England. Victorian England. Yeah, okay, fine. Establishing, fine. Um, saying she's after my jewels, um, she's killing me, ah. Uh, and then he's like, oh yeah, she's bad. Uh, she's coming to England. Oh no. And then she comes to England and then she's super nice to him. And then he's like, everyone's like, is she bad? Is she His not? boner does all the thinking in the movie from the moment okay, she turns so up. my problem was I hated Philip. I thought <laughs> he was a self-entitled little twat. Like I thought he was just awful. He was so annoying all the time. He was just angry and rash and creepy and like all the things he was doing. I was like, I don't, if she takes your money, it's literally your fault. Cause like, like there, cause basically he's 24. When he t- turns 25, he'll inherit the house, the money, everything. And in Ambrose didn't leave anything in his will to Rachel. Or I think like he'd written the will, but he hadn't, but he signed, hadn't it. signed it. So Rachel never asked, at no point does Rachel like ever say, I want money. Um, and so I think one of the most important things to know about this film is that Rachel Weiss stated uh, in an interview that before filming started, she had made a decision about the the main crux of the film is did she or didn't she kill Ambrose for his kill money. Ambrose for his money right so Rachel Weiss read the book and made a decision about whether or not Rachel in the film is a murderer and she didn't tell the director and so that's like it's a big sort of air of mystery about how or whether or not she is evil i think after one viewing of the film i can say with i'm willing to put money on this rachel wise decided that rachel was innocent yeah she is there's nothing in her performance that's sinister well, and I think film... a lot of other people have seen this and and, and and sees it both ways i just i think for me, it wasn't even her performance. It was his. I just disliked him so much as a character that I was rooting against him. So if it turned out in the end that she had done all of it, I'd be like, well, boy, you're stupid. You got played. Like, it's not it's not her fault you're an idiot. No, yeah, he just, he does so many inexplicably stupid things. Like, he signs all his money away to her. And, like, I cannot emphasise enough how much in this movie she does not ask for that. Mm. There are scenes where she comes in crying saying, how dare you insult me by giving me your, like, giving me your money. I don't want this. Like, she doesn't ever say... The only, like, slightly creepy thing she does is she makes him this, like, Italian tea which may or may not be poisoning him. But she might just be making him tea. Yeah. And if it is poison... There's also a 50-50 chance that she has no idea it's poisonous if it's bad for you. And, like, the whole thing, like, because, again, like, she she goes to a lawyer on the day of his birthday, assuming she, the money's been signed over to her. But that's not a weird thing to do, because a lot of it she just been like, what, what is this? Because, he, basically, he sleeps with her. She kind of sleeps with him out of gratitude. And then Which he, is a weird thing. And then he, he leaves the, um, the, the new will by her. You would go if if someone just dropped that on you, all this inheritance. You would go immediately to a lawyer and be like, "What is this? What are my rights here?" I don't find that weird. Then he's a massive creeper. They end up having sex again in a like a forest thing. 
she is clearly not into it at all. But the way it was shot, it wasn't like she was like, oh, let's just get this over with to like lull him into like whatever. She just looked like it was so uncomfortable. She looked like she wasn't enjoying it, that she was doing it almost out of duty. So I just don't, I don't think she was a bad person. I think. No, I really, I really struggled to see, to, to understand anyone who thinks that she's bad. The film clearly tries to paint it as ambiguous. I think, I think it fails had, in that regard. I don't, I've had a lot of people say, oh, I was back and forth all the time with it. I wasn't. I just, I hated him. I thought he was just a despicable character and she was. I think, And I know when my, I think a problem that I have as me, as a human being, not a problem, um, but I do come into things with preconceptions, especially when it comes to women in that era. And I'm very, very sympathetic to women in that era not having any rights, especially like, and how difficult it was for widows. So I went into that film already sympathetic to her and her position and already rooting for her. And that probably just seeped through. That's quite possible. I don't think I have the same set of uh, preconceptions, but Philip does so many things that are so annoying. Such a whiny little D-bag. So, okay, so... There are people who I think will enjoy this movie more than we did. Because like we said, it was a fine film. It was, It's only like 90 minutes long. It's a fine way to pass an hour and Yeah, it was hour. fine. It was just really funny because like, me and Kieran went and one of our like male friends, he's very he's tall. No interest, uh, very little interest in Victorian like, drama. Bit, he just kept like just laughing. I think all three of us kept laughing at how weird some of the bits of the film were. Yeah. And we upset the main target audience of the film, but like, which we is were just, people in their 60s. We were just so... Um, like We were the only people in there of our age. Yes, it's not aimed at 24-year-olds. If you are a massive Downton Abbey fan and you just want to no, absorb everything no, it's, that's... It's not, like, it's not like Downton Abbey. Down, down, no. I'm just thinking in terms of, sort of it's where it's set. It's set during World War One. I had no idea. Right, well, if you're a big Victorian <laughs> fan, I don't know what things are set in Victorian era, but if you're a big fan of the aesthetic... Yeah, it's, it's kind fine. of gothic. Like, it's kind of slightly it gothic hints horror. hints gothic. And I think it deliberately, like, hit... I think that was well, the way the book was written, was to hint at gothic, but yeah, without quite hitting it. Um, Daphne du Maurier, I want to say, the, the, um, the author's name is... She wrote Rebecca, which is a much more famous novel, um, and this is just one of her other novels... It's, it's, like, I don't hate it, but, so rating, I'd give it cheap cinema. It's, it's definitely a cheap cinema. Nothing about the film is that cinematic or, like, breathtaking. The music requires... was good. We both came up with, like, the music was really good. The soundtrack was weirdly good. The music right. was very good, but it was fine. Like, mm. it was fine. We it was it. fine. If it sneaks it an Oscar nomination, I won't no. be annoyed. No, it's not, no, like, not in a million evers, no. Like, I'm putting, I'll give you, if, if... With the exception of Rachel Weisz. That's just, what I'm no. saying, yeah. It's, there's no. quite a few spaces in your best actress. No, it, ca- it came out wrong time of year. No, if this came out in December, then maybe, but no, it came out wrong time yeah, of year. Not enough people saw it. I think that's fair. And it's just, it's an okay film. Yeah. And so, it was meh. But it's only an hour and a half. On that underwhelming note, I think I think we're done. All right. Oh, yeah. Um, you can still follow us on Twitter at cinamazingfilm. Yes. We haven't tweeted in a while, but I guess we will be tweeting soon. If we say we, it means I. I will be tweeting soon. Yeah. Um, 
rate us on iTunes, follow us on SoundCloud, do all the things, find us in all the ways. Uh, and thank you Listen very much for listening. Uh, share, us with, share us with your friends. Coming up, we've got Spider-Man Homecoming coming yes, soon. Yes, um, we might potentially do an American Gods Big discussion thing. Because I have... But it means I'm going to have to finish American Gods. Right, spoilers um, for your feelings on American Gods. So, My yeah, we might... feelings um, are not... We might talk about some film things after positive. Spider-Man. I'm not sure there are that many big summer films left. Anyone else? And then we'll lean into sort of Thor towards the end of the year. October, yeah. So I think between sort of August, September might be a slow time of year. We'll probably just do like trailer reviews, maybe we'll watch some more TV shows and talk about those. We saw Attack on Titan season two, we like that, maybe we can talk about that. That That's very true. Uh, Okay, so thank you all for listening. Until next time.